One, two, three. Is that necessary? My Blu-ray makes this piercing noise when it comes on or apparently when it turns itself off. It's like, hey, I'm like, Johnny Is the volume down. of that noise necessary? <laughs> Back in college, during Christmas one time, I was stocking at Kmart as a, as a seasonal kind of job. And this is, you know, this is back in the nineties. They didn't have all that bullshit back then. So the, the natural order was more respected back then, but I was putting away these teddy bears and this teddy bear said, hug me. I'm like what? <laughs> I was bear's like, hug me. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Give it a little squeeze. And he goes, Ooh, that was nice. Hug me again. Like, F you bear. It's weird. In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eight dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, Buck, Gilberto stepped into the TVAMB accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV, in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. This week, Sean, Brooks, Andrew, and what's his name, will continue their discussion of Disney's Borg-style assimilation of the Lucasfilm legacy. So let's take a step back, and we're getting a little wild on the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> we're losing track of. Uh, well, we were talking about Young Indy and and some of the other things that, like like we were saying that Disney could just knock the dust off of and sell. I mean, well, and, on the and, topic of, of Indiana Jones, though, since we were talking about Young Indiana Jones being one of those things, let's take a minute to to, to talk about maybe. The implications of the fact that they now own Indiana Jones. What do, what do we think could happen there? Should we not call it old Indiana Jones? <laughs> Indiana In reference Jones. to young Indiana Jones? <laughs> Adult <laughs> <Really>? Indiana Jones? <laughs> I like to shoot for the regular Indiana Jones. Well, that's the idea is, you know, what are, what are some things... Because obviously, to me, making more movies with Harrison Ford is not preferable. Well, what else? I mean, well, I'd say you can't have Indiana Jones without Indiana Jones. You're going to replace well, him with a different actor? Well, is that possible? I mean, uh, I, uh, Fillion. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Nathan Fillion would be a good one. Default answer. <laughs> Default. <laughs> the, the new Harrison Ford is Nathan Fillion. 
Uh, Indiana Jones reboot. I'd watch it. Well, and that's the idea. If with the right person, would, wouldn't an Indiana Jones reboot work? I think it would work, but I think it would anger a lot of people. More than sure. Crystal Skull Kingdom? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it would feel well, weird. Well, I mean, I think it... I think it would anger a lot of people in the same way that the reboot of Star Trek did. You know, people would 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 be angry about it at first, but then when it comes out, people would start liking it, and it'd, it'd be the new... Or if it was good. Normal. Like, I've seen the trailer yeah. for the Evil Dead remake, you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm annoyed. I'm very annoyed. Like, but I'll still watch it, because mm. if it's good, I'll forgive it. But I'm not excited about the idea of an Evil Dead remake. But... If it were good and could stand on its own and and relaunch in that context, because to me a remake doesn't replace the original. If it's like the Day of the Earth is still, it's like, oh well, that sucked. Throw it out. <laughs> like it's not like it, it overwrites the original film. And you now know, we you know what's no sad have about that? I had forgotten that they had remade that. <laughs> the remake had already disappeared from my memory. <laughs> well, it's, it's worthy of that. It's like, oh my god. Thanks for bringing back that pain. I don't worry, it'll disappear just as fast again. <laughs> that's really that's the good thing about crap is I all mean, you have to do is I flush think, it. I think Indy of of the two would be would be the best choice for a reboot. Oh yeah, I you have can't thought that Star a Star Wars, Wars reboot yeah. would remake would one day be in the cards. You know what I mean? And probably still yeah. will uh, one day. Like the, to me, the Star Trek remake was fun because we got into a point where we can't really make movies with the original actors anymore. So a remake is not out of turn. It's an it's an interesting idea. And it doesn't take away the original at all to me, because it's just another new thing. <laughs> that might be a good directorial choice, actually. J.J. Abrams, he finally gets to make a Star Wars yeah, movie. It's more running. Yeah. Well, he, he tried to he tried to make one with Star Wars. A lot of talk about that. <laughs> I've heard a lot of talk about well, that. Of course, what you I know, love that's about nerds is, is talk. nerds don't ever translate something they like into another thing they like. They think it always equates. They're like, oh, that guy made this. Like a nerd saying, like, oh, Kevin Smith, I like his movies, and he likes Star Wars. He'd make a good Star Wars. Like, have you seen his movies? No way. <laughs> it's God. not to take away from what he does, but you have to compare a person's skill set to what you're saying. It's like even Joss Whedon, like I brought that up as an idea, but you would have to think, could, I mean, the tweet might, might be an indicator. Joss Whedon has more of a dark, perspective on things like star wars may not be something you'd want him doing because because he's a little in in some of his his things a little too cynical to make something like star wars in my opinion but could he do it yes because i thought the avengers was was him showing how he could make a, a good mainstream superhero film with a dark edge a little bit to it but not what i'd call dark like they do with like like dark Knight. yeah dark. but i see what you're saying though because star wars would be like rewriting the bible I mean, you'd have to. I mean that that takes a certain hand, and and you're right that that Whedon would be so cynical, or, or he. I don't know if he, but I don't know. He's created. I'm kind of both ways about it because he could he could rewrite it for a new he's generation. He created like character and dynamics and stuff like that, and he's funny. But Star Wars has to taking, have a it has to have a sense of wonder to it. It's a fairy yeah, Star tale. Star Wars has to be childish in in yeah. a way, and that's. That is an important distinction. Is yeah, Josh it, Whedon's a little more snarky than actually yeah, Star Wars universe right. is. Star, even though I think Josh Whedon is idealistic in his, in his way, I I think sometimes he does have because he was 
big instrumental in that '90s sort of meta. Everything is ironic. Like, oh, I'm too good for this sort of thing. But I think in his heart, he's an idealist. But I th- think he is given to that sort of take a step back and pretend you're too good for the things like you really do think. Oh God, that just made me remember like George Lucas trying to be snarky, like with Anakin and Obi Wan. <laughs> I know sniping at each other and that just kind of making, thing. You know, trying to saying things that are supposed to be funny. That's what I kind of yeah, liked about like George Lucas. Yeah, they're arguing with each other, but it just comes off so just crappy, bricky. So <laughs> just, yeah, just the blockiest dialogue. But the, but it, it, in some ways that worked. Like you don't want the characters to get too involved because there is an ar- they are you know archetypes of a sort. You want them to be archetypes. Yeah, but, but you want them to be a little more than art. You want them to be human too. That's yeah, you don't want them to say dumb things. things. That's why I like Empire. Empire takes the archetypes but gives them a human element. But at, at every step, even though that's a dark story. there's still an idealistic approach to that story because the the themes that... I mean, Yoda's in the middle of Empire Strikes Back and that's like the absolute most idealistic concept in in any movie is like there's the puppet telling him about religion. (laughs) Like, he's learning philosophy from a puppet. You can't can't be ironic when that's happening in the room. (laughs) So... Even though people might think that it's the darker of of the films, it's still not dark. It just a lot of bad things happen, and they don't shy away from it, which is good because you learn what's at stake. But it's still idealistic. It's not like Whedon, where it's like we turn around and then like a guy gets hit by a bus for no reason because that would really happen. <laughs> like yeah, but that's not what we want to see. You got to have a sense of wonder. I really think that's essential. Yeah, to having I, I, the I think Star you, Wars you hit feel it right there. Yeah. Again, that's another reason why Disney is the right place for well. it. Again, also another reason that J.J. Abrams might not be a good pick because he's in that camp. Of, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the most obvious thing of all. Spielberg. I mean, it's got to happen. Right? Yeah. Right? No. No, I hope well, come not. on. He's, first of all, he, I think no, that he is probably – first of all, the ego comes into play there because he doesn't want to play with Star Wars. He's got his own creations to, to screw up. There's been rumors since we were kids in the 80s that he would do a Star Wars movie. I mean it's always been – With well, George he did Lucas. Crystal Skull and it was a piece of crap. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's that's another good argument. He's done bad Plus, movies, but he's done good ones too. It's, it's, I think the only reason that he would be interested in working with Star Wars or could be talked into it is if Lucas – because there was an idea that he was going to direct at least one of the Yeah, I mean, prequels. Lucas supposedly approached him about it, and but he was... I got the feeling they say that in an interview, that he's like, no, that's your baby, but I have a feeling he read the script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's really? like, whoa, I don't know. Instead, I don't, that's more like, that's your diaper, you throw it out. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to deal like with you know, like criticizing a friend over this. It's like, I just don't want to get into this. I'll, you, you do that, it's your thing. <laughs> well, you know, one out. there's a lot of freedom now. I think there's a lot of credibility to that, because Star Wars... You know, the, the original cut, you know, Lucas let a lot of his buddies see it. And that was back before he was big and famous. And they and they and they kind of shot him straight about it. It's like, you know, this thing is long and clunky, you know, cut some of this stuff out. And, and he yeah, did. It. Yeah, and, he took their uh, input. And this time he showed them that. And they were all like, that looks fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there was yeah. nothing. So you're George Lucas. You obviously know what you're doing or real. something. Well, my argument yeah. is they've worked together before on many things. You know, they're friends. I think Spielberg gets it. I think Spielberg understands how to make movies with human-feeling characters and fantastic situations. I really think that, that that's a yeah, no-brainer. Yeah, I think if he did it, it'd be great. Yeah, I, I think it's know. a no-brainer. I'm Greg here. Crystal Skull was him. Like, he thought that was fine. 
But like, yeah. I think we need uh, fresh. I think we need new blood. Yeah, but I'm not saying thing. George Lucas is still involved in that and still closely. I don't think with that. the direction feel... was what was bad about Crystal Skull. I think it was the story. Yeah, but the director is the in charge of where the story's going to go. That's it's his job. He is he is the person that's I supposed think, to be making sure that the movie. I think goes the where only thing go. that would make that work is if you know Spielberg looked at it like, okay, George has stepped away from it. I can now do it without him looking exactly over finally he's got the freedom it. now to you know. to do it you know with his own vision and i'll go ahead and be controversial and say i didn't think crystal skull was that bad a lot of people hated it i thought it was fun <laughs> I, like it. I mean people say it's so unrealistic <laughs> oh my god can you believe that how Would unrealistic you? it is i'm like oh it doesn't have the realism of that knight that's Sean, lived Sean. for seven hundred thousand years inside this temple doesn't have the realism of that invisible bridge but to me that that's another perfect example of how you know how Jedi sort of went off the rails. It's like this is a bunch of like kids in monkey suits running around, and this is what's the very end of the trilogy. But you know, whatever, we'll let it. We'll, this is probably fine. Yeah, people forget Star Wars it. is sacrosanct. But then the prequels come out, and you're like, wait a second, Ewoks are stupid. Like you retroactively go back and like, look, I let that other thing, and that's sort of what Crystal Skull was. Is like I wasn't going to say anything before because we were finishing out a pretty good trilogy, but the night in the cave was stupid. Yeah. In fact, most of the last crusade was stupid. Well, that's the we trust thing. I think you lose that trust in those filmmakers for delivering something, and then you just start deconstructing yeah. everything that they did yeah. before. These my worry, my biggest worry about I gave you that on credit, but it didn't pay out. Yeah. My worry is that if Spielberg did it, the, the people would have too high of expectations in a way. They'd think, oh, this is going to be like, you know, you get E.T. and Star Wars put together, and they're not going to think about the things that they've done together that would be the already. Wrong direction. I just think that what's exciting about this is to sort of hand not Star Wars to a new generation of directors and see what they make of it, you know? Because they're not all without wonder. I mean, Steven Spielberg hook had wonder in it, but it was horrible. So I don't think just have I don't I'm not sure that the argument that Steven Spielberg gets it that to me doesn't really hold up because he is like Lucas has made you know enough stinkers to know that he doesn't always get it either. I mean everybody has good and bad. Here's my prediction though. I think he'll do the first one. And that way that's one more one more thing he can check off his list of things that he wanted to do. And I don't know if he'll do the first one, but can you imagine the feeling of the person that has to do the first one? Well, that's why. Yeah. I, that's why he I think it would that have job, to be but him. Like, yikes! But, that's that's why I think he's a good choice because he's he wouldn't be necessarily rattled by the I think by the responsibility. A lot of people would be willing to take this up because, like I well, said, sure, you're not following it's a great Jedi. You're following the, the prequels. You know, you're you're following something that people people were already like meh. I mean, it's a huge amount of expectation. Even when they made John Carter, like John Favreau was originally involved with the John Carter movie. And he was like, the fans are really rabid about it. Really? John Carter? It's like, look, yeah. think John, of anything John that exists has fans? in the universe, and it has a rabid fan base who hates you. You know what? You can kind of read the, into that like that kind of narrative. You can go, well, we'll try our own Star Wars. We'll do John Carter. And they're like, nope. You're like, all right, we're going to buy it now. We'll buy Star Wars. We could pay two hundred fifty million dollars for John Carter to go nowhere. Then we can pony up four billion, four point five billion dollars. Maybe that's the real story. They made John Carter to show George Lucas. You know, that's the same amount they paid for Marvel. 
So apparently Lucasfilm wasn't <laughs> worth any more than Marvel is, and they actually paid more than twice that for Pixar. That shows well, you how big this, Pixar though. is. Well, think about this for realistically, though. When they bought, I mean, yeah, Indiana Jones is in there, and there's something they could probably do with that. But really, they're buying Lucasfilm for a single franchise. They're buying Star Wars for four billion dollars. But with Marvel, they they have you know this limitless potential, and they've already it was already building this world, so it already had shown its potential to have all these different franchises, and all these successful franchises were already a part of that. So that's what that money went is like. Not only do we have you know three or four decent franchises as tent poles, but we're going to try to add several more a year. Like every two or three years, we roll out another one. Man, Disney has some cash. Good Lord. They do. They just toss money around like it's nothing. It costs $90 to go to Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything they do. Yeah. Well, imagine how much it's going to well, cost to go to Star Wars World. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good segue because that was the next thing I, that I want to see. A whole park. Uh, a Star Wars park? A whole Star Wars you park. Can, I, I do not think of this, but I, I was thinking awesome. it wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea to retheme Epcot. Yeah, that's a good a idea. That is a Forget brilliant that educational idea. crap. We have, there's well, nothing educational that, yeah. in Epcot. Forget they're the just, shops and cafes. Yeah, they're just not, trying to figure yeah, out anymore. what to do with it. You wouldn't even have to make Epcot well, see, a Star Wars park. Just make that the dumping ground for all your Star well, Wars They've already rides. got that big circular dealy. They can make the that Death into a Death Star. Star. The Death yeah. Star. <laughs> the Death Star. Oh, yes. They can paint it up like the Death Star. Oh, oh that'd be God. so awesome. <laughs> that'd be a, idea done. I, the idea done, Disney. I hope you're yeah, listening. This is not what I wanted to do with Epcot, but I support this from a marketing perspective. I see this working. Well, they're not going to do what I'd want them to do with Epcot. So, yeah, if... Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, our Epcot's that, they already that, sold. Our, that's gone. What did but you want to do? Is, yeah, so... This could, and, and there is precedent for We just like the idea because, of Epcot uh, as the, the future that should have been. I always thought Epcot yeah. should have been like a, an ongoing World's Fair, you know? With yeah, rides me, about, me too, but yeah, like you said, that idea is yeah, just I mean, you might, yeah, yeah, they're not going to do that. Well, maybe our future is the Star Wars future. <laughs> maybe this is <laughs> the future. This future's past. <laughs> Maybe the future happened a long, long time ago. Well, I mean, clearly they're going to do uh, some kind of ride. I mean, they have to. Well, they'll do more than ride. I mean, well, they did the, that Harry Potter. Who did the Harry Potter? Was that that Universal was Universal. Yeah. Universal. They did a whole Harry Potter land. Like, yeah, this so it'll Harry probably Potter. be something like that. Yeah, just don't do yeah. like. I think there is precedent move. for the retheming thing because uh, the, the, the California here. Adventure out in California, the, the second gate at uh, Disneyland that they created, it was not very su- successful. They rethemed the entire thing. And made it like a Cars Land, Pixar kind of land. Yeah, well, which is a direct Pixar park. Yeah, that's a direct precedent to yeah. what they'll do now. I bet. Well, and they've already been yeah. doing that. They've been sort of repurposing rides as uh, to tie them in, and it doesn't really work. And the tie-ins they have at Epcot, you know, they don't really work. But you don't have to retheme like the Living Seas. But there's plenty of real estate at Epcot that you could take. Like, what are we doing with this thing? Like, no. Well, so you can call that the Nabu Adventure because of yeah, all the sea stuff. Race. The, the, the Nabu yeah. Adventure. Got a big Death Star there. The Gungan. Got, the test, the, the test track the thing could become the Pod the Race. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the the whole the only thing would be like that World Showcase part, but I even think they. Well, you know, like I said, don't retheme the park itself, but just make that it's the, the place where they place build Tatooine. It's it's most Eisley. Yeah, I would love to eat at Mos Eisley. Oh, see, or yeah, there you go. Cantina, that's That'd where we awesome. have yeah. our thirteen dollar hamburger. 
or Jabba's palace. <laughs> you go yeah. there just to build a big castle, like <laughs> the castle they have at the Magic Kingdom, but it's Jabba's palace, and you can go eat there. Hey man, I'd bet so be there. I would do it. The dancing girls. They may talk me yeah, into each, going to each, Disney World if they do yeah, something like that. Yeah, each section would be a different na- planet name. That's it's it's already it's, the idea. Is <laughs> Who wants to go to yeah, Tatooine? Exactly. The that's, world, you, the man. world showcase. It's still the same, but at the end they have others tacked on. Where there's like Mexico, Tatooine, Hoth. Like, <laughs> like boy, this this place is cold <laughs> and boring. Ride. We just repurposed yeah. the Norway ride, so it's a Hoth ride. It's like what did a water uh, ride? Yeah, really. <laughs> the, like the the. the, the the, the wampa yeah the wampas it's instead like of the a, troll things yeah, oh, yeah. My God. but yeah that's a good idea that is gold man i mean that's, the, the more obvious that, idea would that they would just put up more star wars stuff at hollywood studios but there's a lot more space to work with well, have they started Epcot. doing any marvel things what's the licensing with like universal studios? i think universal still has it and they said that they weren't going to mess with that but obviously that agreement's going to run out at how some can, point man how confusing and convoluted all these things are Hmm. Universal has to figure yeah. out how to untheme. Like, well, how am I, what am I going to do with a Spider-Man ride? It's like you could sell it to Disney, I guess. Yeah, they won't just sell your property to Disney and just be done with it. But yeah, that that had to be a real blow to them. Like, yeah, I guess yeah, we need to start planning now on how that plays out. Because uh, Disney's like, we'll be happy to take your money for that for now, but. uh well, so that's going to become DC land after, uh, you know, after that deal. That's runs a out. depressing place. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's Gotham. It's like, what a horrible. <laughs> What's funny is if you want that, go to, course, you know, go to an actual Six Flags. Flags right. It looks like Gotham. It's yeah. like, this used to be a theme park. <laughs> just like, like the smokestacks blowing whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Super villains. <laughs> it's a horrible place. You need a Batman to watch after Six Flags. Last time I was at Six Flags, I saw a Bugs Bunny try to pick a fight with a kid. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's just a lawless hellhole. Yeah. kind of Bugs Bunny suit. He was like, come on, come on. This kid was giving him a Oh, my God. Well, that is just terrible. I'm going to say <laughs> that it. Is, that's disrespecting the uniform right there. I don't agree with that. <laughs> All right. Well, as an oh. as an exercise, if if we did do an indie reboot, who do you think could play indie besides Nathan Fillion? <laughs> Man, I don't I know. Put him in everything. Well, what age is he going to be? Is he going to? I mean, he's going to be. Well, he'd be a youngish. Yeah, he'd be like the, like the 30s, 30s, 35, 30, 40. Yeah, like 40. A, a thirty to mid thirty kind of guy. You know who I like? Uh, Fillion. Fillion is your man. That's all I can say. I like Fillion. I like that Say-ing. guy that was in um, Battleship. I don't know his name. The John Carter guy? Yeah. I like I him. Like, I don't know I like him for Indiana Jones, but I do like him. He gets screwed this summer because he was in two major blockbusters that didn't really. He's got charisma. Deliver. I like that kid a lot, though. So and if, I'm not sure. It's not the Eric, the guy who plays Eric Northman. Right? No, Somebody no. Else. He was a different guy. Oh, okay. This the John Carter guy. He was in front oh, of I, 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 didn't, I haven't seen John Carter. We should we should look up his name. We're talking about how much we like him. We don't it's, know it's who they Taylor Kitsch is his name. Oh, never mind then. Taylor, I, Taylor I mean, Kitsch. I like him. It's got to be somebody young enough to do action, but also has a little bit of gravitas, you know. Well, I'll throw, I'll throw out some names, and you guys just say what you think. Matt Damon. Hmm. No, he's too mm, old. No. Too old. Okay. Well, I bet too uh, old and too much star power. Yeah, to be old. It needs to be somebody I, a little bit. I think 
I think no, with Matt Damon no. doing it, it'd end up being campy. No, I don't well, think so. I like a Thomas Jane kind of guy, but he's kind of too old. Well, you look at like the Bourne movies, there's nothing campy about those. What about... Well, because that was the role he defined. I don't think campy at all. I think it's tough as hell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I mean, being put into that role, I, I don't know. I just don't... I don't think, think he's as charming as you need to be for that kind of... I don't necessarily... Right, I think it would come off being Damon. Cute. I picked him for Captain Kirk. I would have seen him for Captain Kirk. I like Damon. You guys poo-pooed that, Damon's too. Damon's awesome. He's a great serious oh, I, actor, I but his... I haven't seen him do that much that's funny, really. I just don't think he's the kind of guy to be placed in those kind of iconic roles like that. He he is... He's, honestly, Matt he's too Damon. talented an actor. He can define his own role. He can define his own role. All right. Chris Pine. Oh, that's the Star Trek guy, uh, right? Yeah, that's maybe. my only thing I got against him is he's already been not not hurt. brainy enough. Not I mean, brainy enough. How interesting! Not, you don't think he, he, does, he looks doesn't like come he off? Could I don't think smart. that he has. You to look, look pretty dumb. Well, I mean, to me, he looks. <laughs> look at that. Well, forehead. See, I, I would you know, him he, as a I've seen him in that, and I saw him in that. Uh, this means war movie, and you got to be just right age. Know, he, I mean, he's too young. I think he's got swagger. though. He's got to be a professor, right? He's got a real swagger. He also, but he. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he could come off as, as playing the professor part to me very convincingly. Okay. Well, the, uh, if the, you don't like his age, you won't like this next one either. But uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I think uh, he, could, too he could pull off older better I, than I Chris Pine. I think he could do it, though. He, I mean, he thought, it's, he a different, it's a different direction, but I think he has the kind of... I right. think he has a, a real film noir kind of quality. My concern and about that's what him I think is that you should be looking for. He doesn't seem very tough to me. Even though he's no, he have to work out. Roles. He plays tough. Well, he's like an Ed Norton. He's like a wiry guy, but he plays tough. But he looks, even though he doesn't work you, out. You know, you look at him, and you're pretty sure you could take him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they've got him like but, playing but, Bruce Willis and, and succeeding Batman and stuff. He can play. Yeah, tough. I mean, I think I would take a risk on him. I mean, I think it might that might work. Here's another one that I like, and it's like I was throwing up names of guys I liked, but I didn't know if I liked. <laughs> I them like for out that of context, role. guys I like. Here's a guy I like. Yeah. Let's throw in some names of some dudes that I Personally. find appealing. Go you know, on. Yeah, from the waist down. <laughs> Guys, I like. But, uh, Timothy Oliphant. No, I do like him. And I yeah, don't I like think it. he's gotten I think, his brain I think yet. he would be. He might be. He's the leading one so far, I think. He's, That's he's good... the one that really, to me, I think has that because he can be funny and cool. And he's not a big, tough guy either. He's kind of a lean dude, really. But, but he plays a cowboy and you buy it. And I could see that as an Indiana Jones. All right, so we've decided then. If, if not Nathan Fillion or Timothy Oliver. I really like, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, of course, but Bond. You know, the guy plays Bond. I don't Daniel think he Craig. would do it I don't because see, he's but doing not Bond. not as an Indiana Jones. I love him. Put him, in the, put him in episode seven. I'd love to see him in an episode seven. Yeah, he ought to be. He was really funny. I wouldn't think he could do comedy, but when he was on SNL, he was really funny. So... You know what was a waste is Liam Neeson being in episode one because he would be awesome now. Oh, well, maybe they could maybe bring him back. Ghost yeah, there's actually one serious we have character. clones in Star Wars. I mean, who knows? Right. Uh, well, not even a clone. I think they could just bring him back and not even mention yeah. <laughs> Like, just have him be a <laughs> I mean, obviously, those just genes are out there in that person. world, so it's like, it's a guy that looks like him. Qui-Gon Jr. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Qui-Gon had a love child. We don't know. He was always getting in trouble with the council, disobeying the rules. That's sort of the thing with, with, with uh, It's kind of you want to get all the actors that are actually good actors, like like um, 
Liam Neeson and everybody, a lot of the people in the prequels, Natalie Portman, all those people are great actors. I know, you and McGregor put him in that. <laughs> acting his heart out. I wonder if Alan McGregor could be a Indiana Jones. Uh, maybe. Uh, it's I possible. mean, I, I don't think I don't he'd do it him. because of his tie-in with Star Wars. I don't Wars, see him but... that way. I'm trying to think of guys who have a sort of like film noir kind of feel. Because I think film noir, when I think of like these sort of classic tough guy characters, I think of like Bogart types. And not guys who look or sound like Bogart, but I mean guys who could just play that. Because Bogart they... didn't look very tough either. Like Bogart looked like, like a 40-year-old man. But you got to have a certain grizzleness to you, you know? You got to... You got to look like you could be tough while your pants are pulled up to your chest. Mm-hmm. They, well, it's that Kurt Russell sort of thing. It's like you got to look like that kind of tough that I can't see why I shouldn't hit you, but you the look in your eyes makes me think there's more going on. Well, Kurt Russell's got that big, huge, square jaw. He, he looks yeah, tough. He but doesn't I'm look really at all. He is a tough guy, but I'm talking about Tombstone where a guy's afraid to shoot him when he doesn't have a gun. That kind of tough. It's like, I'm telling you, that's can, that chiseled jaw. That's yeah, what it is. Can fight a guy you, that can but, pull a gun out of somebody's holster. I'm talking holster about a guy who's like, got his hands out, not even in his pockets, and you're trying to shoot him, and he doesn't care, and you're like, I don't know why I'm afraid to shoot him. Well, Harrison like, Ford, man, he's got that look where you know he's good looking, but he also looks a little beat up. Well, he looks like he's Harrison not pretty. Ford was he's not pretty, a one of a you know? kind, you know. And he'd be hard to to replace in anything. Because he was a one of a kind, I say was. That's why I like the Bond guy. He looks, he looks like you know he's not too pretty. He looks like he's been around. I love him for Bond. I don't love him for Indiana Jones. Well, I don't either. I was just throwing it out there. I don't love any men, Sean. Yeah, well, I don't know about you. If that's your story, I'll (laughs) leave it there. I think I'd be a good Indiana Jones, frankly. Frankly, you're you're the perfect age. You're the, yeah. What about yeah? What about Kevin Smith? Hey, here's a what's he doing? Here's a good one. What about uh, uh you know Kevin, Kevin the kid? Smith could play so. Boulder. <laughs> who, who's Kevin McKid? I don't know who that I'm is. Cut that line. He he Kevin played uh, would Lucius be good for Star Wars. In, in Ro- Another one that would be he would be a good Star Warsy kind of guy. He he was yeah. in Rome. He might be good at Indiana Jones too. He was in Rome. That, I that haven't seen Rome. that. He's on. He's on Grey's Anatomy. I don't see now. that. But he was but also in a yeah. cool show called Journeyman that didn't last very long, but I liked it a lot. He's also in Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey. Oh well, no, that I've no, I haven't Ouch. seen that. Of course, yes. Ouch, ouch. Patrick Dempsey, where's he <laughs> in all this? I haven't heard any talk about a read a new indie movie. I'm curious because you know well, they no. were talking about well, it's making only been another a week. one. <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> we well, don't want to hit them with everything else. Talk about Star Wars. You know what's funny? I don't, not to jump back into Star Wars, but I also have not heard anything about what's going to happen with these 3D releases. If that's still on or if that's canceled. Well, it sounds like to me if they're going to keep doing these 3D releases, they're just going to continue building up towards this 2015 release. But that's like, that's the problem. Is, well, is that, that doesn't time out right. Um, if they, well, they would sure release like episode timing. two next year, episode three in 2013, and then you don't get the, the the others at all before the new movies come out. Well, that may be that's too slow a progression anyway. It's like why don't we do three of these things a year? We've already made the damn things. I don't. I'm curious since the episode one did so poorly if they're even still doing it. I haven't heard anything about that. Well, if Disney is smart, and I, I'm going to give them credit for this kind of smarts, they probably will at least think about doing – if they're really smart, here's what they'll do. Like, who cares about the 3D version? But you can put it in 3D if you want. Who gives a shit? But 
if they're smart, what they'll do is they'll do remastered theatrical versions leading up to A, the big Blu-ray box set that we were already talking about, and B, that, that lead exactly into Episode 7. So you've got these theatrical releases of the remastered versions of the originals, and it goes right into... Because the 3D they versions, 3D you know, now, were going to be 3D versions of the remastered ones. Because they've they've kind of already played that though. I mean, that Lucas did that to apparently raise money for episodes one, two, yeah, and three. Yeah, and it worked. That's what the special and, editions were. Yeah, it's like I know, I know how yeah, we hate so, to repeat um, success when it's such an obvious well, no-brainer. Well, I mean, no, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but it would probably it would be a 3D. They would they would do a 3D. You know what? Um, never mind. I completely lost my train of thought. Continue. <laughs> oh, how about well I got another good indie how about Gerard Butler I do like him I don't know about him as indie but I do like him he's pretty tough I saw that gamer he movie he's tough he, he can do it and he's funny he's Ryan got a real Gosling? kind of funny guy he's Gosling? got a cool light attitude too <laughs> he, he can be tough as hell and he can also you know he can also play you know funny how about so um, Hugh Jackman it. I know that's a weird one now, I like Hugh Jackman, but I don't choice. know I like him for that. Yeah, I don't I know. liked him in that... Um, he, he's almost too big a name that, robot to do movie? It, Real Steel? You'd think that, Steel. but then he made that, that Real movie. Steel movie. I mean, come on. How big is he when he's making something like that? No. I, I'd like to know the story behind that movie. I, I don't know if he owed somebody money <laughs> yeah, or what. It's it's some movie. blackmail involved somewhere. <laughs> I'll tell you how... Because it, it's a fun movie. I liked the I movie. Give, I thought it was yeah, good. That's to I, me... I, I actually haven't seen it. I think it... I've heard that it's a good movie, but it just seems... It's just so out of place. It's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Like, we were, t- we were yeah. just making fun of it the other day. It's ridiculous in concept, because it's like, why would we have robots, but the only thing we use them for is boxing? <laughs> like we never even thought that they would have any other application. But once you get past that, it's like because it's funny. It's fun to have a movie about boxing robots. That's the disconnect that you have to get to. The suspension of disbelief depends completely on your your desire to see robots box. He can pull off that, you know, that tough yeah. guy but also emotional and flawed. I think he I think he could pull that off. You got something there. I I wouldn't throw that off the table. I I like that a lot. He might be getting too old. I don't know. I still I still like Timothy Oliphant mm. be, best, if not Nathan Fillion. We just default to Fillion. Like after Fillion has turned it down for whatever reason. Well, would you rather you were, would you rather Fillion be in a Star Wars property or an Indiana Jones? I'd say Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Because you, you want I your think, on Star Wars. Mm. I actually think that I, his sensibility would play better to a sort of scoundrel character in Star Wars more than it would to an Indiana Jones. Actually, I, I kind of think the opposite. I think we'd all like to see him in Star Wars. I think he'd want to do Indiana Jones. Maybe. I don't know. He's, because, he's a geek god. He could go because he kind of, he's already done the, the swashbuckling starship captain. Uh, he's yeah, already but done not that. a Star Wars movie. <laughs> his name could be, could be Mal Calrissian. Mal Calrissian, Mal child of Lando. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I like Fillion and everything, but he would have been my number one choice. He should have been a love child of Lando and Leia. Mm. Now that you mention that about Calrissian, that brings me back to something I've already said. So we put this out here for Disney too, since no one else would bite. <laughs> this also was something we wanted for Fillion, but it could go a different <laughs> way. Remember when we were saying that it would be a good idea to do like a young Han Solo TV show? And he could be hanging out with young Lando Calrissian. Yeah. 
yeah. course. That, the, the back in those days, we were like, and get Philly to be young Han. But now I'm almost well, thinking you could just do a young land, a Lando Calrissian TV show, and I'd be perfectly happy. Well, with that's that. another prospect that apparently is is another you know rumor that's floating around is a live action Star Wars TV. Well, been talking about that Lucas forever. Was planning on doing that forever, and he ditched the well, idea. Well, I know. I think Lucas was I think he just thinking about doing it, and never got around to well, it. How about the Adventures of yeah. Lando Calrissian? Because one thing that Lucas never seemed to care about was Lando Calrissian. <laughs> that's one of those characters. Well, see, that would be we'll awesome. put Boba Fett on everything. But forget Lando Calrissian. Hello, what have we here? Lando! How you doing, you old pirate? Lando. Lando, sister? Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Lando's not a system, he's a man. I'll take good care of her. She, she won't get a scratch. Card player, gambler, scum, you'd like it. Come on, Dan, old buddy, don't let me down. You truly belong here with us, fun clouds. Thank you. Having trouble with his rug? Well, he seems very friendly. Yes, very friendly. Someone must have told him about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanev. There's a thing I should find and send to you, Sean. It was pretty funny. I found on the internet Lando. That'd be where awesome. this, this guy wrote this essay saying that Lando is what changed the entire fate of the Empire. Like the Empire was winning until they crossed Lando, and then of course he ended up, you know, <laughs> doing all the stuff he did, and he ended up destroying the second Death Star and everything. They're like, you know, the Empire was winning, and then they crossed Lando. And, it, and he had a lot of arguments, and he actually made sense. Like, that was the point in the story where things started turning around. That was the entire around. turning point. <laughs> I, I support that. I'm a big Lando supporter. To me... Tyler Perry is Lando oh, Perry. Who? Tyler don't, Perry. Don't you... Tyler don't, Perry. What have I said about being careful about what we put in the universe? We're wanting these <laughs> things to land, and you throw out a stinker like that? <laughs> At least that Alex Cross is apparently that Alex Cross is so bad that people don't even blame him for it. Denzel should be uh, get Denzel to be Lando. Denzel could do anything he wants to do. Well, for a TV series, though, who? who oh, I don't know. Billy D is still alive, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, poor Billy D's like, <laughs> like I can. I he can was on. I saw him on some like they had an ad for some. In- I'm still here, fellas. Yeah, they had I'm some ad here, for an <laughs> ad for that NCIS one of those shows. And he was like, the whoever the main guy is, I forgot on that show. He's like, he sees a a mentor from his past, and it's Billy D. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I love that, but it's like trying to put Bruce Campbell and stuff. It's like you got to look to the age appropriate casting. If I want to see Lando back in the day, you know, where he's like flying around in the Millennium Falcon and stuff before he even lost it to mm-hmm. Han. Then, then I cool, want to man. find a good young Lando. I'll tell you, <laughs> and there, there's guys that could do it. I'll have to put some thought to that. Lando is a complicated character. He really is because he's got to be smooth. He's a complicated man. Yeah, nobody he has to be smooth him and awesome. His woman. No one understands him but his Wookiee. <laughs> but his low body. Well, you'd want to throw Don Cheadle <laughs> in there, but I don't think he's got the smooth. Just like with Shaft, I don't think he's smooth enough. I I think he could do it, but but yeah, well, I mean, we're still talking issue. movie actors too. Did you I mean, guys I'm ever see? I'm trying to think of a TV. They actor. did a, like it was it wasn't a fan trailer so much. It was like a promotional thing that they did for something. It was like it, 
made it through film festivals or something, but they actually did a Lando Calrissian film trailer. No, that sounds and cool. And it was awesome. It was shot like, like Shaft or whatever. I'll have to look this up. It was circulating for a while. I think we had it on the old forum. But it was funny. Who's the baddest dude in the galaxy? The Black Star Warrior. That's who. Gambler. Smuggler. Scoundrel. I hate you. I got this. Get between this brother and his woman, and space ain't black enough to hide from him. Oh, you think you're so smooth, don't you? I'll deal with you soon. The Black Star Warrior. If you want to see him, ask your mama. Watch that. That's funny. That that fired me up. I was like, why don't they make this? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah I think th- my main prediction from all this is I think you're going to see an explosion of TV series and movies and whatever they can do because they're not they don't i mean like that live action tv series that lucas was talking about since the last since episode three mm-hmm. came out he was talking about that and i think he yeah. could, he had the ability to work on a project for four years not like it then torpedo it because he just has like well, i don't know if this is great for this kind of idea like they're they're a business and they're good i i imagine <laughs> they have a whole they're staffing up now yeah <laughs> they're like uh, we'll get like 10 guys oh, you yeah. guys are on the lando show you guys are making episode seven you guys exactly well that's actually well, from make what a i've understood about that is that there is a lot of scripts already written like little feature length movie length scripts written for the show but there's always been bud budgetary issues like <laughs> trying to find Luke, a way to lucas wrote them burn them i don't know who wrote them but that lucas approved them oh, burn them but I don't even – I'm sure he didn't write them, by the way. But I, I don't even understand where the budgetary restriction was really there. It's like I see like Disney reaching out to somebody. I mean it, probably not to HBO or all that, but uh, you know, you want to do a cable deal. And all kinds of monies can go into a cable show. I, I mean – I don't think there was any financial restriction. I think Lucas just yeah, didn't he want just to do it. weird and flighty he, about stuff. Like I mean, you think that saying, he's super rich and he is, but he's he's kind of tight with his money. I mean, they've all all the prequels and stuff. If you watch this behind the scenes, even though they got money raking in, he's always like, "Oh, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. You know, cheap. We gotta do this fast." Like he's, I don't think he likes spending money on movies. Well, I don't blame him for that. They're expensive. Well, I think he, movies. you know, he wanted to do Tuskegee Airmen, and he wanted to do another Indiana Jones movie, and he wanted to do. I think that it was just low on his priority list, and uh, but that's again because he didn't trust anyone to delegate. Like he had to oversee like everything like that. You know what I mean? Like Disney's not going to have that problem. Like Andrew said, they're just going to set out different teams. And, you know, we yeah, can have someone coordinate for story if since, we want. Since George Lucas has, doesn't have to be there for everything now, yeah, they're going to delegate it and out. And he doesn't have and to prove it because it is true that he'd be kind of weird and flighty about something. Like, it seemed like sometimes he'd just torpedo something just because he didn't feel like it. Like, man, we probably don't even – I don't care. Who wants to even make – would anyone <laughs> even want to see that? <laughs> like, I wish they'd make a live-action series based on the X-Wing series of – novels that was, that was thrown around was like, years ago as an idea too yeah it's like wedge antilles and those guys you know it'd, it'd be a, a really cool it's like top like gun a, in space like yeah, a, yeah top that's gun in space kind space of thing gun. that'd be awesome well, they, man think about that good i've never read or any of those no, things, i never so. read any of those no, some of them are good some of them are not but, but to me the yeah, concept is what i'm talking good. about i mean you get good right well i didn't know if you were saying 
follow the books or just the idea of there's X-Wings. No. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are probably some viable stories there, but, but, but the concept of having like this, you know, squadron of space jocks out there kicking ass, I mean, that sounds there, There's just an, a lot of neat things you could do with that universe that are, aren't even related. There's a, this project got approved before this thing, but there's some video game coming out called Star Wars. It's like 13, 14 or... I don't know. Yeah, level 13, Yeah, 40, and it's all the uh, idea that it has nothing to do with any other Star Wars character. It takes place in Coruscant, and it's like the seedy underbelly of... That That refers to the level of, this, of the planet under, like, level 1341 or something that they, yeah. this guy has to go down and track, and it's this, like, film noir kind of thing. But I was like, that's awesome. It's just in that universe, and it's just this wholly, completely different take on it. It has nothing to do with Jedis or, you know... Or might have Jedi. I'm sure it's going to have Jedi. Stuff, I mean, like. you get that option, but that's what that's the smart thinking. It's like there's so many ways because this is a beloved universe. It's like people have kind of been mad at Lucas. It's like because not only did he get prequels in his head, but after that, the only thing we're going to focus on is this, the Clone Wars. Everything to do with that period of time. It's like why? That yeah, because the least that's the palpable aspect of the universe. Yeah, that's the that's the. I mean, what's so powerful is the universe. Because people, some people criticize stuff when it's not related to the main character. They're like, well, why do you even put Star Wars on it? I was like, because it's an immediate buy-in. Because you, you don't have to set up that world. You don't have to set up anything. You just know people, it's and a common And there are certain like, rules. There's rules right, and races he, and ideas. It's like you, you still have that feel. I don't want them to go ahead and make a series of Star Wars movies that's completely unrelated except for those things. But yeah, when you've got that expanded universe, when you're making books and comic books and, and video games, sure. Yeah, I don't think they'll for. do the mainline movies away from the main kind of Skywalkers or. Yeah, not at I first. Think. I mean, it, if they have the opportunity. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just Lucas had a very limited idea of what he wanted to do, and it almost seemed like, and this is where I think fans may benefit from Disney because it almost felt like, well, fans are crying out for this. It's like, oh well, then we'll never do that. <laughs> it's like this sort of hostile attitude. Like he didn't have any hostility towards the fans, but it felt that way because like, why don't you put this out? It's like, because I don't have to. It's like that's a weird. Yeah, there is no doubt that he held an iron fist. I think he reacted so negatively against the reaction to the prequels that he did become hostile to the fans. And I, you can't blame him all that much. I mean, if everyone. If you wrote something and made something and supposedly put your heart into it, and everyone said, "Oh my God, you've ruined my life! You've, everything horrible you've done is horrible it, yeah. beyond words." Not you even might be saying a little these aren't too. very good. They're just like you ruined it, yeah. everything. Like this, so. I mean, mad it's kind of, him. it's kind of an unprecedented situation where you have a work of art. I mean, it's a movie a lot of people made it, but a world you create, and it's ostensibly one movie that they made originally you know it's like this one thing i made as a thing became a billion dollar billion dollar industry yeah. from a piece of art it's not like he makes things or makes products that are not related to that universe they're related to that one thing you know and it's like i don't think there's another case of that something that was just a singular piece of art like exploding into a whole like company and industry yeah, like that. to the point where it's still being debated and discussed like right now like what is right. the history like Elizabeth <laughs> for 30 years later people are still like now somebody new is going to make another one what what do we think about that it's like Jesus Christ <laughs> why is it that big a deal but it is Star Wars Star Wars 1313 is the name of the uh, but the the CD underground game. I'm sending you a link now in case you're interested. No, I don't. I don't blame him for for getting upset with fans if if that's what happened. 
because fans are so vicious in their reactions to things. They take things so personally. And and they will, fans are the funniest about just turning on their heroes. Like you do something that fans love and they love it so much that if you do something else they don't like, they hate you. I wonder it's if like, that's why he's holding. tweaking it. something I made. Yeah, it's like it's too much to do. It's like I'll sell it to Disney and they can continue on Star Wars in a new generations, but they can deal with the headache of this outcry. Like, because Lucasfilm is so much about George Lucas and the products. It's so that no matter what they do, people say George Lucas screwed this up. Like personally. Well, his name is in the <laughs> company. Yeah, I mean it's it's completely. But I mean, yeah. So what? But people don't say like Walt Disney is screwing up the dwarves. If he like, were still like, around, I bet they would. Yeah, I bet they. I bet they did at the time. But I doubt that it was that people. Well, they thought it was crazy for building Disneyland. I'm, I'm sure he caught a lot of crap. I don't think that. nerddom existed like it does now. Like back does. in those days, because of Star well, Wars. No. Star Wars really solidified. You know, it started with Star Trek, but Star Wars really solidified it. I wonder how it'll translate because George Lucas, while they were railing against him, fans took for granted exactly how benevolent he was about what they did with his work. Oh, yeah. Like people are out there making fan out. fiction. They're remastering Star Wars and distributing. He didn't care. He let them do that. He was he could not have been nicer about that. There's a lot of concern among the fan community, the fan film community, from what I've been reading, because Disney lawyers are notorious for going after people. Well, hopefully Disney understands the, that as an exception because that's one of the things that makes that universe so lucrative. And it's also the ability of people to play with it. You know, the I think the fandom for Star Wars is different than the fandom for Pixar or whatever. If you, I really think if you mess with them too much, a fandom you're going to get a big, you know, big um, lash back. What am I trying to say? <laughs> Backlash, lash back. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get a lashback. Well, I think. <clears throat> I mean, but but you're going to get the bounty hunter lashback. <laughs> but but I would say to the fan film, possibly I would Boba say to the fan Fett. film community that that that's never really been tested. If I mean, if somebody put out a really really negative Star Wars fan film, well, I'm sure there's tons I of mean, them. I'm sure there's tons of. Well, I mean, I, I've terrible. never seen one. Usually, they they pay you know homage to the to the series and they. And, the and idea is, if, are they just so going to let people they treat it loving do that them. anymore? Because they can't pick and choose. You know, are they going to let people do that, or are they not? Yeah, hopefully they understand the difference. Because Star think, Wars fans, I think they right or wrong, and it's mostly wrong, but one of the things that Star Wars fans really like about Star Wars, and the reason they got so much animosity towards George Lucas, is they like to feel like they are in collaboration like they like to feel they're contributing to that universe. They love it so much. They want to feel like they're a part of that universe. Making fan fiction and fan films and stuff like that helps them feel that way. If you take that away, if you like start sending lawyers over there with injunctions that they can't do that sort of thing and they don't feel like they're part of that universe anymore, then they're going to pull away from that. They're going to find something else. Yeah, I mean, I really think that you can't you can't I mean, George should can know this and tell them, warn them. You can't mess with this fan base. Too yeah. much. You can push them so far. But if as you want much them. as he was perceived as being against the fans in that he did whatever he wanted to do with the movies and what he chose to release or whatnot, he never messed with the fans over what they did with Star Wars. He, he left it alone and let them do whatever made him happy with Star Wars. And, and every now and then they did like contests to see which fan film George Lucas liked the most. I mean, they, they were really embracing that. 
and not because he understood it from a marketing perspective. I think he just he just enjoyed that 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 people liked the universe that much. But from it did turn out to be really strong. I mean, I cannot stress this enough to Disney when we're giving them all this advice is that you don't want to mess with that built-in marketing because they're just out I don't there think they will. making Star Wars for you. I don't think they will. I think they understand that. I, Here's I would, a question for Greg because Greg's the resident Disney expert. You, did, you know, I don't know much about how this stuff works when, on home video, but I know that Disney used to do this thing where they would lock movies in the vault and say, we're never releasing this yeah. again. You have Put to buy them on moratorium, right yeah. yeah. Are they, are they going to do that with Star Wars? Are they going to say, you know, buy this Surely. or you're yes. never going to see it again? I bet they will. Well, how many? Uh, let me. Let me, yeah. Let me ask you this though: How many of those movies have you? Never well, see, seen I don't know because I've no. never. Because see, they that, we're going to yeah. put out a billion copies of this and then stop. But they used to do that back in the home movie day. You know, the VHS days. They like, they release a film like every seven years. They 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 re-release every movie when there's a new format that comes out. And and they'll say, you know, buy it now before it goes back in the vault. And the you know they may not re-release it on the same so format. So just a marketing thing. A new fo- it's yeah. not going to make it hard to get hold of these things. You can expect it to be expensive as hell. I'll tell you that. Disney, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's that's the thing. Yeah, Star Wars hell. movies will now be a premium when well, you buy yeah, them. Yeah, and uh, now and now with the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and their whole library, there's a, there's also rumors of them actually starting their own streaming like Netflix. Oh, I saw an ad for it. I saw Man, an ad for it when yeah. I watched. Uh, if they do, I'll buy it. I'm so sick of Netflix. You know what? I watch Safety Not Guaranteed. Have you heard of that movie? But it'll only be those three kind of brands. Right. It won't have other movies besides those three. Well, see, watch- yeah. I, well, I, and that that they, I won't I hope do, they make but a deal I'm telling you, because- I'm about to drop Netflix because I just had to Redbox a movie to watch it. Yeah, net, poor net. I feel bad for Netflix. It's not their fault. I don't fault. feel bad for them at all. They're well, it's not their fault. Me. It's the studio's no, like, I'm not what, talking what about of, streaming. I'm well, talking about I can't get the damn DVDs. Well, Everything's on thing. long wait. It's the same thing. The studios have insist, have actually written that they can't even get a hold of the DVDs until a month after they've been out. I understand that, too. I'm not talking about that. You're saying they I'm don't talking have about it. when well, it's officially I mean, but, released well, Netflix. to Netflix. Everything. And I'm not just talking about brand new movies. It's like all of a sudden, I think what it is is they've probably started focusing on Blu-rays rather than DVDs. Yeah, they're, they're, trying, to kill, they're trying to kill the DVD into the business. They did that. You know, back earlier in the year when that they tried to, to split the off thing to me the again. DVD that complete. blows my mind that people the people have said this is what we prefer, and like, well, that's not what we mm. want to be in the business of doing. It's like, so you'd rather not make billions of dollars from that because yeah. you'd rather do this other thing that is not currently available for you. Like, yes, it's like, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> that is because I'm about to drop them. Because I'll tell you this: when I went to the the red box to get a movie. I was behind like four or five other people, and there were people behind me. People. Yeah, Redbox are... is the best idea for to. Well, I just do streaming and then Redbox the DVD if I. I that's that. what I'm going to go to now. I think, and yeah. I may look at Amazon Prime or something. It doesn't have to be Netflix streaming, but it's like. Well, Netflix. Netflix still is the biggest. Amazon Prime and Hulu Plus have fractions of what Netflix has. They have the same things almost, like Amazon Prime. But then next year, though, that Netflix is finally they they signed that deal with DreamWorks, like so it's like 2013 or 2014. They'll start getting first run <laughs> streaming movies from DreamWorks. I really and, just think yeah. all the companies should have all the movies. I'm really getting annoyed that everyone's splitting off into too. factions. 
Because it'll it, happen eventually. That's think the way about it, it like it'll the home just, video it days. Time. I was just thinking about this today. It's like back in the days of home video, you could every they would just buy the video and you'd go rent it. And you didn't have companies going, Well, we're thinking about opening up our own chain of rental stores. Yeah. So we won't oh sell VHS Lord. tapes to these mom and pop shops. Like but that's what's happening with streaming. It's like we'll just withhold this technology from them so they don't have access to those movies at all because we might make a streaming thing. I mean, who's going to sign up for 12 different streaming services? It's, yeah, they're it's just going to kill the concept. Of course, we're, we're branching far off the topic now. but yeah. Well, <clears> just somehow so we, we can got bitch on that Netflix a bit. thing for a minute. But yeah, it gives us well, a moment I mean, to speak I think on it, something else. But, but I think that it goes back to if, if, if anybody would do something like that, it would be Disney because they they feel like their their catalog of movies is 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 so special that they don't want to. They don't want to put it with Netflix because they think they can charge a premium. People like those movie, those movies so much that they're willing. Well, to they're going to find they're out they're charge I don't think that many people Cinderella. are going to subscribe to a service just to watch Disney movies. Because I mean, you watch your favorites, and then two weeks later, you're done. You know, it's not. They don't have that many movies. I, I don't think they will either. They, they they've tried this a few different ways before. They've had like movie clubs and stuff. You know, where you could buy, you, you know, kind of like. Columbia House used to be where you get a different oh, one a month or something like that. And, and remember how that went. Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, they'll, they may try something like that, but it probably won't work. Tune in next time for the epic conclusion of guys talking about old movies that are going to get made into new movies by other guys who made other movies that other people also like but some people didn't, even though they like the other movies the other guys made, and who should be in the new movies, since the old guys in the old movies are too old to be in the new movies. Listen to other episodes at tv8mydinner.com. Visit the forum at forum.tv8mydinner.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Join us on Google+. Plus. I'm also compelled to tell you that Sean's zombie book, Apocalypse Party, is available on Amazon in print and for Kindle. Not sure why I bother, though, since I'm not even in it.